The next thing I know, I'm on the ground in the fetal position, shielding my head with my hands while I'm being stomped and kicked. Blood just gushing out of your face because you never like expect it to happen. And then as soon as that happened, I was just like, run, cover your head and just run. The guy who came up behind me like grabbed me like really hard that like I couldn't breathe at all. So when they let me go, I think they got into a car and I was just lying there trying to get back my breath. The last thing anyone expects to happen to them when they leave their house is to be assaulted. But unfortunately, it does happen. And probably more times than you'd expect. On Halloween night 2007, I was assaulted along with a friend of mine. We were waiting at the local supermarket for a group of friends to come join us before heading on to a party. While the two of us were waiting there, a group of guys walked by who had been drinking. I know because they were carrying around a crate of beer with them. As they walked by, they stopped and asked us what we had said about them. We just replied saying that we hadn't said anything at all. The next thing I know, I'm on the ground in the fetal position, shielding my head with my hands while I'm being stomped and kicked. The only reason they stopped is because a woman ran across the car park and they scattered away. This is my story, as well as Brian and Gary's. I was out on a night out in Maynooth and I was going to meet two of my friends later on for food at McDonald's. So after the night out, obviously, but I was, that was on the other side of the village. So when I was on my way over, um, I was walking through a car park to beside the Tesco Extra and all I heard is this girl screaming at me and like all I heard was screaming like gay, faggot, whatever. So I like told her to go fuck herself and then like all I hear is like obviously like her boyfriend or her friend just like screaming at me why'd you call her or whatever and I t- like why'd you say to her and I, I told her to go fuck herself and then I continue on and then the next thing I feel is just like getting punched in the face and then I get this massive blow to my head and just feel like it's this really weird feeling because like blood just gushing out of your face because you never like expect it to happen like I don't know it's just really weird for some sensation whatever and then as soon as that happened I was just like run cover your head and just run I was walking home one night and after night out and me and my friends were going home he had a longer walk than me so he got into a taxi and I took a shortcut through a dimly lit road and two guys came up from behind me one um, grabbed me by the neck and the other started trying to go through my pockets and when I stopped the guy from going through my pockets they grabbed me to the ground and attacked me and took everything out of my pockets. The guy who came up behind me like grabbed me like really hard that like I couldn't breathe at all so like when they let me go I think they got into a car and I was just lying there trying to get back my breath and I was kind of a bit relieved that it was all over because I was fairly scared like that. Like, if I had stopped him any longer and he had stopped me breathing for a bit longer, like, it could have got a lot worse than it was. When you're in the moment, it's hard to know what to do next. I don't really remember what happened after that. To be honest, it's quite a blur. I just remember Connor rang his dad, who came by and collected the two of us, and they dropped me home. He filled my parents in on what had happened, and then I just stayed in for the rest of the night. Brian and Gary both explained what they did after their attacks. I could hear the girls screaming in the background as in like oh do, why did you do it? like screaming like telling them to stop and stuff like that so obviously I don't really think it was her intention to get my head kicking but regardless I like ran straight for the McDonald's like it was just in the dis- it was just in the distance but like I was literally there as fast as I could go and then I rang my friend Gavin 
and he like I think they just thought it was a joke they're just like oh someone probably like hit Brian in the face while he's being over dramatic but I rang him and I was just like please 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 um, help me like whatever so like I ran in and then uh, I think they kind of probably got the fry of their lives so uh, I don't know they've since like, gotten the McDonald's staff whatever they gave me ice and then called the guards ran home because I had no phone obviously so ran home and got my dad and tried looking because I think I saw them got into a silver car so we kind of see if we could do anything about it and then when we couldn't we just went to the police it was after night out so it was about three in the morning went into Mountjoy um, police station and they were literally like I don't think you have much chance of getting that phone back and they were like the wallet doesn't really have a chance either so it was just kind of like cut your losses that's it I was lucky that my injuries weren't that bad. I had bruising on my face, on my chest, and on my back. But other than that, there was nothing serious. I didn't need to go to the hospital or have any surgery done. And thankfully, none of my injuries were permanent. For Brian and Gary though, they've been left with permanent damage as a result of their assaults. And although they're not life-changing in any way, they're still a reminder of what happened. Just basically, my teeth were like, I just couldn't feel the right side of my mouth. If and well that's kind of the result of my injuries like more so like my I was just completely swollen on the right side of my face I couldn't really like it was like in a lot of pain but like a lot of like my whole mouth was numb which is really it was just like just so weird and I don't know my eye like I had to get stitches in my eyebrow um, just mainly just swelling to be honest and then um as I was saying there, like the result of it, like, I don't know, I just couldn't feel my mouth, the right side of my mouth. And then I had this like really weird scar that actually looked like a little dimple. That was the kind of resultant of it, but um, my mouth is still numb a bit. But I mean, it's nerve damage, like can't be undone, like, but like I haven't had to get any like dental surgery or anything like that. I got kicked in the face once or twice, so I couldn't, Nothing was broken or anything, but I couldn't open my jaw that that far for a good while. And still, to this day, like if I open it too far, it clicks and it still doesn't feel right. But I didn't have any injuries that I had to go to the hospital with, like kind of busted lip and stuff like that. Something that I often think of is why this happened to me. I often wonder what it was about me on that night that made someone think that they could do this and that it would be okay, that I wouldn't fight back or that I would just let it happen. I was small for my age and very thin, and I definitely think that they were a factor in it. But I wasn't out at the time either. I'd come out to a good few of my friends, but no in public at that time. And when this happened to me, the first thing that I thought was, was it because I looked gay? Was there something about me that gave it away? And that's something that played on my mind for quite a long time. I think when something like this happens to you, you can't help but wonder why. I was on my own. I'm five foot six. I'm. I was wearing very skinny jeans. Uh, and probably have a bit of a walk on me, to be honest. Like that's probably why easy target. To be honest, like if someone was like, either regardless if they're looking for a fight, like if I just shut my mouth and just continue walking, I would have been fine. Like I won't have antagonised anyone. I'd say it was because we were drunk, like we were fairly drunk now and in hindsight we were talking about it a couple of days later me and my friend and he he says he can vaguely remember them following us from Abracababra to where he got in the taxi 
and then when I turned off they obviously seen the chance when I went down that that road that they could just go for it then so I say it was probably drunkness and just being outnumbered and the size of me and my friends were, weren't very big at all so The effects of an assault vary for some it probably won't impact them at all but for many it stays with them What happened to me has stayed with me to this day and that was almost 10 years ago The effects can range to how you act to decisions you make even to where you walk For me this had a big impact on where I did and didn't go I would never go to places that I deemed to be a bad area even if it wasn't It was a psychological thing Somewhere that I didn't know I was scared to go to in case something like this happened again especially if this could happen to me three or four minutes away from where my house is and this is something that is echoed by both Brian and Gary in regards to where they did and didn't go For a while that changed me in the short term like I was like a bit on edge like for a while like I didn't go out really in minute or anything like that I like went out in town instead Any time going home from a night out then I was really sure to get a taxi or if I was walking home to go up to the busy streets like where there was cars that could see anything that was happening or were well lit or even if I was walking I was keeping an eye over my shoulder just to make sure if people were if where or weren't following me and if I seen people behind me I was crossing the roads and also just kind of felt vulnerable out there on your own like my house kind of splits off away from a lot of people so I never took that shortcut ever again so I'd go up the well lit streets if I am splitting off from the group I'd go up like the well well lit busy streets just after that happening you're just kind of like you don't want to take the risk because there is a few laneways and stuff down there and people that you could bump into and you know if you go the other way you're not going to really bump into anybody so for Gary, the assault had an impact on his view of that area as well as society. It kind of had a negative effect on just the views on society because I think like they weren't speaking English so then you have that kind of mindset then that uh, they were foreign, they're kind of from here or from there. So it was kind of, it gave me a bad mental picture about that area and that society. So like it was just bad luck that it was two foreign people but that was just the way it was when something like an assault happens to you it's not something that just affects you but it also affects your family as I said when this happened to me I wasn't out I didn't come out to my family for another four or five years and it's funny because when I did come out to my mother one of the first things she asked me was when you were assaulted was it because you were gay and that made me think that my mother had been thinking about this for all those years as well. Brian's assault also had an effect on his family as they then worried about his safety. They had just these like really massive fears that like maybe one day I could like get stabbed or like maybe one day like um, just like the worst could happen. So like it was just more so like enough time passed that like they wouldn't be like worried about my health but they'd be just worried about like what could actually happen if something like that could happen in Maynooth, like. One effect that the assault had on me was that it made me question my appearance and change it. When I was 18, I got contact lenses and got rid of the glasses that I used to wear. I also used to have long hair, not like shoulder length long, more like Justin Bieber long, but I cut that off in favour of a shorter style. I also began to dress more fashionably and changed how I carried myself out and about. Gary's assault also had him questioning his appearance and seeing what he could do to change it. I tried to 
like change like I tried to go to gym and stuff to like make myself like I wasn't couldn't look after myself any better but it was kind of like as an, a deterrent just to kind of like so people wouldn't target that easy like so like I kind of took it upon myself to make sure that it wasn't going to happen again just from first glance tried to make myself look a little bit bigger like a little bit less of a an easy target if I was walking home now I'd probably throw a few shapes to <laughs> try make yourself look that that kind of like I don't know don't go near him he might be able to look after himself people react differently to being assaulted and for me I cut my friends out the people that I hung around with at that time and the people that I was out with that night are no longer my friends and this is my doing they would always knock for me and call for me and ask me out to different places but I would always say no or I was busy or I'm going here even though they were all lies but for both Brian and Gary, it was their friends that played a big part in the recovery process. The only like good thing to come out of it was generally like, oh, like nicest friends you could ever have. Like people are so good. Like that, that's the nicest thing about it. Some of my friends like just genuinely, like say like they all dropped what they're doing. They had like all plans and stuff like that just to see me, which was not like, which was nice. Genuinely, like it, in ways like brought me closer to certain people. Because i just seen, like, how sound of a person they actually could be, if you get me. That, that's that's really, like, that's the nice outcomes of it. Like, especially, like, one friend I actually, like, not necessarily one gnome as well, but we met up the next night and then literally just had a sleepover, chat about everything all night. It was just really cool. He just said, because, like, um, I was staying over for the weekend and everyone else was going home, and he was staying, so, I don't know, I just thought it was pretty cool. The way my friends kind of looked at it, like everybody was kind of so helpful. They kind of gave it not a positive spin, but they kind of took the best out of it. They kind of gave you that advice to look after yourself on the way home and weren't just like, oh, it's going to happen again or something like that. They just looked after you. Like the friend that I was with who hopped in a taxi and he helped me, like, kind of looking over it. Kind of, he said, I'm pretty sure they were behind us. So he, he made me realize that we were in that kind of danger, but we didn't realize it at the time so from there on i was kind of like right we realize now that not everybody's just out on a night out some people are out to try more people so him looking at it in that way kind of made me realize that you have to look after yourself a little bit better on a night out i often get asked what i would say to the people that assaulted me now and it's actually quite funny as i used to see them quite a lot as they were in the same school as me although they were the ones who were embarrassed and they were the ones who were ashamed to look at me. But if I saw them now, I would just walk by ignoring them. Although I would like to ask them why. Why did they decide to do that? What happened to them that night that made them think this would be an okay thing to do? I asked Brian and Gary the same question. The questions I like to ask, I was like, seriously, like, are you that, like, like stupid that you think, like, that's a, good idea or that's like something to do like actually hit someone like on their own like why why would you do that like like why would what like I don't why would you start like screaming gay at someone thinking you're hilarious like in front of your group of friends like you're just probably some loser like like you're not like I don't really see what satisfaction you can get out of that by like screaming at random people in the street and then obviously like what who do you think you're impressing your girlfriend by like beating some five foot six guy up when you're obviously like about six foot something like you're not really impressive like the question is just why 
why would you care to do that to someone? Like, what satisfaction would you get out of it? Like, and also, like, what did you do afterwards? Like, were you, like, freaked out? Were you, like, because I did call the guards on them, like, but, like, I would just be, like, why, like, like, do you ever think about doing, do you ever think about that? What you could do to someone like that? You could do that to the wrong person, you'd probably ruin their lives for a long time, like, like, you don't realise what something like that could do to someone. But that's pretty much it, like, why and what did you do after? Is there really that much need for that? Like, kind of putting fear into people when they're out trying to have a good time, like, ruining everybody's night. And, like, some people, like, I know there's residents that live on that road that would be fairly old and would, if if they had seen that, like, they would have had, would have had a negative impact on them as well. So just kind of... Is there that much need for something like that to get a phone that was probably worth 200 euro and I think there was only like 10 euro in my wallet or something like so. Is there that much need to cause so much harm for such a little reward? Like, If this has happened to you, or if this ever happens to you or someone you know, the best piece of advice I would say to you is don't cut people out. Because that's only going to make it worse for you. Surround yourself with your friends, with your family, with people that care for you. Don't give the people that did this to you the satisfaction of making your life any worse. Because you don't deserve it. Keep your head up and be strong. And keep moving on. The worst thing that you can do is hide away. I know it's easier said than done. But trust me, you'll be stronger for it. Both Brian and Gary feel the same way. There's no point in, there's no point in, like, the worst thing you can do is just hide away or something like that, because, like, you're not going to, like, face, you're going to come to terms with it if you keep, like, hiding away and doing stuff like that. And, like, those thoughts, like, completely went through my head and stuff. But, like, that, like, becoming, but just doing little things like just staying on the same side of the road or just, like, just literally going out of the house or doing, just, you know, doing stuff on your own. Like, I mean, it might feel, like, absolutely terrifying, but, I mean, like, in the long run, you'll get over it a lot easier. That was just my mentality about, like, the worst thing you can do is just hide away. If I stayed in, I'd feel a lot worse. I I know I would have. Like, I mean, I'd miss out on so much, miss out on my friends, just miss out on, like, um, I don't know, just just my life, like, pretty much. That's That's my opinion on it. Don't let it stop you from... Don't like not going out again, but don't let it stop you from enjoying yourself or being able to go out again. Because I know some people have been attacked, and it's kind of for a couple of months they won't leave the house out of fear. But just don't let that fear overtake you. Still go out and live your life. Like there's no point in getting down over something being robbed or that kind of fear. So just go out and just get on with it. Like if it was a bit more serious, I probably wouldn't go back to the, the same place. I know a friend who got attacked fairly bad he I don't think he'd ever go back to the same place that happened to him but like with some people it brings up those those memories and it can have a, a bad effect so I say just make sure you're well looked after make sure your friends are looking after you and you're looking after your friends as well the effects of an assault can stay with someone for days months or years if you've been the victim of an assault and you're looking for someone to talk to 
you can free phone the Crime Victims Helpline on 116-006. This has been Assault. Written and produced by John Smith for DIT.